mention something, mention anything, anything to me. Watch the weather change. Little bit of a singing there from a singing song uh, by the band Tool. But not singer-songwriter? Not singer-songwriter. Just sing, song? song? Maynard James Keenan uh, from Tool is a singer. Tool! Tool! Who? Tool? Oh, we're not even recording this, but... We are. Tool are releasing a new record next month. Record! Tool have released not that many records, and they've been together for (laughs) pretty much 30 years. Really? This is a big deal. I am extremely excited. Anybody who has a passing interest in rock or music of a live instrumental kind would do themselves a favour by checking it out. Oh, bing. Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Folks. Two Folks. Folks. Where we discuss what to give a folk about in your busy lives. Rating it from 1 to 10 on the folk score. I'm Marius. You're super excited to get talking. I can see that. I'm Marius. And as usual, right next to me. Is Al. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am so good. How good? So good. On a Fook score from 1 to 10, how good are you? We can always be better. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm... You're not allowed to say 7. Because it's the magic number. Yeah, it's like when you don't know yeah, I how to rate it. Seven. I was going to say around... I don't know, somewhere eight, nine territory. Ooh. Uh, only because I'm sat here with you. Oh. And. Uh, right answer. In the swirls, eddies, clouds, and vicissitudes, or vicissitudes uh, of uh, what life is, I am very excited after uh, this, that, and the other to be sat down with you again for a full, squeaky clean jam-packed juicy episode of two fooks Mm -hmm. for all new listeners who have done us proud and all you new ones who will come on board this is for you guys there's no no holds barred no punches pulled we are locked and loaded oh this is gonna be so good uh and i think we've learned some lessons i felt empty without doing this the last weeks and i felt i really realized what we had uh, allowed ourselves mm-hmm. to discover with the chance for proper conversation. I feel the urge for conversations. Yeah. And when that isn't there, then you're kind of uh, like an underground reservoir of uh, calm discussion. Mm-hmm. Just, it's waiting, it's there, yeah. it's valuable, but also there's less chance just to sort of fire out a pointless comment or half thought a half-thought-through thing, a, a half-baked cake, a half-thought-thought thought, uh, here or there, and just say, no, I'm going to 
set that back down in the gentle well of thought and when it's time to chit chat then I'll do it properly mm-hmm. let's uh, cool those jets and take life a little easier and really savour the time to talk when it arises yep. um, which is here and which is now it is now how are you? How is I'm, your general life landscape looking? I'm good. Yeah. My general life scape L- life landscape. It's looking good. Mm. It is. Mm. Summer is starting to end. Maybe. Depends when we air this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Depends where you are in the world listening. Yeah, if you're in Australia, it's not. Yeah. Then it might just be gearing up. Yeah. You might be covered in snow. <laughs> you might look like a koala covered in snow. <laughs> Do they, I don't know if they have snow in Australia. I don't think so. We should look that if up. If anybody knows if there's snow in Australia, can you please let us know Google. immediately? Google would probably know that. Please. Yeah. I don't want to ask Google. I want a person. A person. I want per- a person. You want a personal answer? I'd like someone to interact and tell me. Yeah. I don't want to go and look. Is there snow in Australia? One-sided discussion, thought process. Hey, Google. Is there snow in Google? Yeah, it's, does Google snow? Yeah. That'll confuse Google. <laughs> <laughs> does Google... Google does not understand the question. <laughs> I do not understand your question. Google is having a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> with the irony with the snow there. No, but my... Um, it's good. What? Uh, been busy. Uh, things are starting to calm down. Mm. Luckily. Some big window cleaning projects for the busy st- winkle- window I, cleaning man. I still have some... It isn't snowing right now. What was that? <laughs> Google is listening. <laughs> is that for real? Yeah. All right, Marius's phone literally just responded to him asking whether it's snowing in the background of us recording without it meaning. So that means Google is listening. They are listening. And for anybody who wonders why those uh, opportune things pop up on your bar or on your computer or on your phone, that's because it's listening. Okay, so... It heard, is there snow in Google? And it said, no, it's not snowing in Stavanger right now. It's 21 degrees Celsius and sunny. That is weird. So it didn't understand. Yeah, it did not understand the algorithmic question base. Stupid Google. Not stupid Google. Uh, I, wrong tool for the wrong job. It just like, what? What? what's the point? Yeah. It ain't, of course it's not snowing here. Is it snowing somewhere else? Ask someone. Write them a letter. Wait yeah. two months for a reply. <laughs> Calm down. Don't be such a don't be such a loosey goosey. <laughs> don't get hot under the collar, even yeah. when it's twenty one degrees. It's been thirty plus degrees here. Ooh, it's, it's been los los. Uh, what's it? Los calientes tropicales. It's been hot, real hot. It was getting hot in here. Yeah. So I just took off all my clothes. <laughs> you are so urban. You're <laughs> so you. hip. Yeah. You're right. How's your life? And life landscape? Good. I got it right there. Yeah, thanks. Ooh. Life landscape. Yeah, and I think that's a good term. Uh, my life landscape is... is more or less... Or mountaneously? Mm-hmm. Is it flat or mountaneously? <laughs> I would like to say it is in accordance with my real... Uh, surrounding landscape. I hope I'm fjords and mountains. I hope I'm relatively place. orientated, but bearing in mind I was back in my homeland, back in England, back where I grew up, and without waffling too much, it felt as wonderful to be back in Malvern. Uh, where, where is that? 
uh, Worcestershire, we call it sort of South Midlands, not far from the Welsh border. Well, a little bit from the Welsh border, north of Bristol, about an hour and a half. Do you understand Welsh people talking? No, because I don't speak Welsh. My uncle lives in Cardiff, though, uh, and he's like been a, trying to pick up on some stuff. Is that like a completely different language? Uh, Welsh, at its core, is a completely different language. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cymru, I think it's called, uh, or that is the name of Wales in Welsh. I'm not sure what the actual language is called, uh, but it's... Um, a friend of mine studied there many, many moons ago. When you were at university, I think they also gave a support fund if you wanted to learn Welsh while studying there uh, so it's like with Cornish for example Cornish as a language has died out Okay. more or less some people still speak Cornish where? Uh, in Cornwall Okay. Oh. Um, but Welsh has I believe a lot more of a firm footing uh, and it's a lot more integrated it'd be quite useful at some point to come back I have to do some research that my mum had mentioned about the building up of Cardiff as a city and the Welsh sort of uh, economic and cultural infrastructure because apparently it's super interesting as a port city as we are a port city here in Stavanger yeah. Bristol as a port city as a I think there's a lot of interest of how cultural exchange and ethnicity and trade has developed through ports over the centuries but it's good coming back to my life landscape uh, it was wonderful to be home yeah i felt like home shone uh, in a way it hasn't maybe for many years but i think that's probably to do with me not the place i felt proud going home i felt proud to be home i felt proud. in england or here yeah. yeah and the kids felt that it was their second home That's good. And that's a big deal for me and for them. Can they speak English? Yeah. My daughter speaks fluent now. And she's six. Because uh, you've talked. Yeah. She's English. so great. She's really pushed herself to speak proper English. And then we met with great friends and family and she just switched. That's good. Fully. My son understands everything, but will still mostly speak with Norwegian words. But then he'll very proudly say in the middle. I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not bad for a three-year-old, though. No, he's great. and and But it was good, and it was a very valuable time. And I think all in all, for me, that has been quite a profound thing. I chose to move to another country. I chose to set up a new life in a new place. Uh, and that took maybe quite a lot of bullheadedness to say, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave England. And... Even though, following on from one of our previous episodes about Brexit, that whole process is still playing it out. I think that whole process, as we said in that episode, is not very related to how the land works and how people interact. And I felt very proud to be where I'm from. Yeah, A lot of good stuff, a lot of good people. And I will return to some of those things in episodes to come. Uh, What made you move to Norway? Um, it's, of course related to my wife who is from here we met at university in cornwall uh -huh. uh, 16 years ago and uh studied there and then we weren't quite sure where to live le leaving university and we eventually chose bath in england because then she'd studied there for three years and felt quite comfortable in england um so we lived in bath for many years and then we moved here hmm. um When it felt right for her, yeah, she hadn't wanted to move back home before that. Oh, and really? I'd been kind of 
almost gearing my brain up like this is the this is the path this is the adventure the day will come yeah um and fortunately that i was able to embrace it and i feel so fortunate to have come to a place which has blossomed thank you stavanger what a place we don't have snow here or any which way i don't mind i'm (laughs) I'm happy sometimes there's snow sometimes there's something of everything that's the curious thing about this area um and I guess everything has everywhere, depending on how you see it. I mean, I don't mean to be trite and say the desert doesn't have um, waterfalls or whatever, but here does have coast and it has sea and it has islands and it has farmland, which I'm obviously... A lot of, actually. Yeah, for sure. And then it has mountains. Um, so there is a variety of landscape and I do am very passionate about the landscape Yeah. Um, as an artist as well. Um, but yeah, so it seems like both you and I, if we were orientating from maps of our life landscape, we've uh, got a quite a good grasp of the landscape right now. Yep. So I lay at your feet, Sir Marius, warmed by the sun, struck by lightning, and potent with fook juice. Uh, where will you begin our fook journey today? At work. The other day, mm. I went to uh, Ikea mm. for lunch. Mm. And then there was a queue or a line. There was a lady who went to another person behind the counter. And she's like, excuse me, I would just like some... And then the person behind the counter said, you have to go to the register to order. And then she just pursued and said, I'm just getting two ice creams. And then I thought, there's a line here. Mm. Get back in line. Mm. you're not getting any special service Mm. just because you're getting two ice creams Mm. and then she just got annoyed and got in line Mm. so people who think they can just march on Mm. so that we will call the the topic marching on or like marching on rudeness rudeness it's kind of rudeness in sort of a service public situation yeah I'm just getting, so I'm I'm not going to take up a lot of time, but mm. I don't want to wait mm. through the line. Because the logical conclusion of that is that person saying, oh, but I'm only getting two ice creams, so I'm not going to take up the queue, would be barged out of the way yeah. and be happy to be barged out of the way by someone saying, oh, but I'm only getting one ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone barging out of the way saying, yeah, but I'm only changing this uh, 10 kroner, 100 kroner note for 250 kroner note, so I'm not even buying anything. <laughs> and then someone barging out of the way saying, yeah, but I just need to ask where the toilet is. Yeah, right. It's, uh, I, I see your point. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's an adjusting of uh, priorities. Or just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Just get in line, order your thing, and just don't expect to get any special... Treatment or service. Yeah, treatment. I think that's a very good point. Um, uh, and I just thought to myself, oh, you're so annoying. Mm. Get in line. Don't just march on and... Where? What other sorts of places do, do, do uh, we tend to experience people doing things like that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it, these things tend to happen in queue-based situations or sort of... Uh, you can't queue jump at a nightclub. Oh, no, you can queue jump at a nightclub. You can just have a sense of, I know the people, or you can yeah. do it at a shop. 
you can't do it at a petrol station because oh you can do it basically it's the attitude of the individual that can make that a possibility anywhere so maybe is it a sense of entitlement i think so is that based on status or thought thought it's it's thought Mm -hmm. manipulation yeah in their own brain I think the one that, or the the aspect of that that I'm, I hear also is being a service person, as I am and have been working in restaurants or food places. So have I. It, ah, where? It, oh, you the your. Hold on a minute. What have I forgotten? Your. I worked at Pizza Bacan for Pizza like ten years. I was thinking of your father running and a, there. Yeah. Um, and there as well I've experienced people coming up and saying oh I'm just kidding but there's a line Mm. I'm not going to give you special service here and the thing that is complex with that is that it changes the power dynamic Mm -hmm. of the place of service because it puts on the server a very awkward situation put put in putin putin Uh, it puts them in a really awkward situation yeah you're not Be- getting anything extra here. But they, they have to make a judgment call. And that person might be, or serving might be 16, or they might be 60. And the queue of people are going to have to watch that service person awkwardly have to make a judgment call to that person barging in and saying, yeah, but I'm only having two ice creams. Yeah. And say either, could you please go to the back of the line? Thank you very much. Or I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or um, uh, maybe it would be quicker for the queue if I just serve them. So I maybe I should just do it. It puts that person in a really super awkward position. Yeah. Uh, if you choose to uh, use that tactic as a customer. Yeah. Um, are are we all potentially able of doing that? I think we are capable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a symptom of selfishness. Yeah, kind of. Is it only present in sort of urbanized settings? Would you pull up at the farm on a Saturday morning when every uh, vehicle is collecting their milk churns of milk and elbow your way to the front, saying, "Yeah, but I'm only collecting two. I'm, I'm just getting one bottle, so I'm just getting one bottle of milk." Yeah. Um, I think they're everywhere. Hmm. So it's more of a do you mean that it's more of a character trait? Yeah. Or it's a character trait that can come out in anybody given the right circumstance? Maybe the last one. Hmm. I think I think we're all capable of it. Yeah. The one the the question is whether we become aware of it and stop ourselves. Some people are probably better at it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they have, is... they they do it more easily than others. It reminds me of one excellent turn of phrase that I've heard more than once where as a service person you will be greeted or you will meet a customer that breezes in very, very quickly and rushes up to the counter and orders something and asks you to hurry up because they're in a rush and they're late. Which automatically puts onto you as the service person the pressure and the priority to rush because that person is late for something. That's not my fault. Nope. I want to serve you properly 
and now I'm in a faff and I'm confused. You should because... have thought you should have thought about that before you left the house. Mm. Too late. Mm. Leave the house earlier and you mm. won't be in a rush. And I thought about this yesterday when I was on the way to one place and I thought, could I can I be a super efficient and go and do something else first on the way? And I thought, well, no, because I'm gonna rush myself there. I probably won't make the right choice if I try and do that thing quickly and if anything ends up taking longer along the way then I will be late I'll it's not it was more I will end up being a slightly faffy rushing or I'm rushing kind of persona when I'm at that place in the middle or when I get to the place I'm meant to be going I won't arrive composed and calm and focused then you could have been ending up at IKEA telling person at the other side of the counter, oh, I'm only getting two ice creams. Yeah. That could have been you. It could have been me. And I had the responsibility to checkity check myself before I wreckity wreck myself <laughs> uh, and say that I, I don't need to put myself in that position. Hence, I do not need to put somebody else in that position. Because you don't feel good when you're being put in that situation either. No. No, 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 no. Uh, what you mean is the individual uh, wishing like the, to have the two ice creams, or the service person? The service person. No, it's not. It's not fun. No, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. And unless you have a relatively calm, stable head, or if you've been at work for six hours, ten hours, it's going to be hard to 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 stay collected and say to that person very calmly. Could you, madam, please join the back of the queue? All of these customers are also waiting for... Uh, two ice creams. Two ice creams. <laughs> oh, but I'm just... I'm just. So every, are they. Everybody's waiting. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. And the classic one I give is when it's super busy and people are wanting to wait, uh, not want to wait for something, or they see that it's very busy and they'd like to order or like to sit and say, we have a waiting time. If you've got the time to wait, that's great. And if you haven't got the time to wait today, we'll welcome you back another day when you have. That's a great line. There's the door. Bye-bye now. Take a number. Bye-bye <laughs> Take a number. Yeah. Um, but okay. So there's when I say take a number, there's also like the people do like to queue. They don't like to queue. No, but I'm thinking about the traditional butchers here in the city. Um, not somewhere we frequent at this point being yeah. vegan and vegetarian <laughs> but it's a good institution mm-hmm. uh, we can big it up it's uh, around since 1886 I think that's a long time ago good for them good for them they do do butchery properly and I do support uh, meat and farming done right um, as opposed to factory farming factory farming mm-hmm. so big up doing it properly they have a ticket system so you go in you pull a number ticket from the thing and everybody has to be called in number order there is no jumping there is no elbowing in there is only I'm getting one sausage today can I go first if you're getting one sausage you've got to wait for the other 20 people buying in line everything else that's how it goes like uh, the post office as well yeah for sure so if you implement that structure in advance then people I want to say people can enjoy the experience but at the moment probably people will probably sit on their phones. Yeah, they accept God, accept it. Damn it. Yeah, put up, pull up no their good. phone. Speaking about waiting in line and pulling up their phones, mm. I was at the post office while I was at work. Mm. 
I was going to pick up something and I had my kilt on. Mm-hmm. I don't like to sit and wait. So I just I was standing next to some chairs mm-hmm. and there was a girl sitting next to me on her phone. I could see what she was doing. She was typing on her phone and then she pulled up the camera, turned it against me <laughs> and took a photo because I had a kilt on. Okay. And I was just going to say something and then my number was ping and I had to go. What did you want to say? Did it end up good or was it a good picture? I actually said that to another guy. Mm. Uh, this happens more than once a year, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> if you're going to wear a kilt, you yeah. got to be prepared. I was cleaning windows at Fudus mm. and there was a truck driver coming for delivering some stuff at a place. And I like I saw him in my side vision and he pulled up his phone took a picture and put it down and i'm like oh was it a good picture and he's like yeah i think so i love it it's like calling it out <laughs> yeah it, but it's, it's the same perhaps the one-way psychology yeah with the media device that we've talked about before is like you is uh, like you we are in uh, I want to say instilt at some point I think we're going to have to do an episode all in Norwegian I think that might be fun yeah uh, not for it, the English listeners though. not for the English listeners <laughs> we or we can switch back and forth because there are some words that are just perfect in Norwegian structure wise but instilt it, it's like you're we are uh, wired what thank you you're see welcome. I can't even think of the English alternative uh, good thing you have a Norwegian guy here hey <laughs> hey um <laughs> the, the wired and programmed to enact that one way process I take the picture I share the picture with the people I know to say ho ho look at this or mm, look at that or isn't this tasty meal or look at that kilt or I'm doing this but for there to come a reaction from the still life object or thing that you are interacting with is sort of not a a thing that we're ready for no. right now. We don't want to be noticed, so we just do it like so. Yeah. Oh, it's not probably going yeah. to see me. And I think the calling out is a really interesting thing. Yeah, um, it's fun to do. Yeah, I, and I think it's. Uh, I, I think there's a slightly sort of acid trip element to this. Bear with me here. Is that what if the food you're eating? What if the person you're photographing suddenly revealed all of their internal meaning and character and and uh, makeup, like the the anonymous burger, the plate of food? What if you look at it and you suddenly see the life cycle of the animals that have gone into it, or you look at the person and you think, oh. Uh, maybe oh oh they look a bit ropey today maybe a bit disheveled uh or he's wearing a kilt why is he doing that and suddenly that person turns around and says well you know why i'm looking not great because i'm tired because i didn't get to sleep because i had a sick relative how do you feel about that is that all right like is that fine for you to kind of judge me Mm -hmm. i don't think we're ready for the return of the content we're consuming because we've kind of gone a bit Mm one-sided so if we try and track this back to your original, yeah, we person, drifted off. Well, I don't think so. I think a little bit. Uh, I think it's related to 
preparing in advance what sort of situation you want to put someone in. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because if you're going to choose to be that person slightly in a rush, queue cutting and barging and putting a service person in a precarious position, saying, oh, but I'm only, you've had a choice all the way through that day to get to that point. And that's something you could have perhaps done a little better. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be great for the person behind the counter. It's not going to be great for the people in the queue. And it's you're not going to feel great doing it either, if you're really honest with yourself. And if you're called out yeah. doing it, you're going to feel like yeah. a little stupid. So how do we assess this on the Fuchs score? In what way? What are we rating? People doing the act of cutting the queue or lying or being rude. Mm. So we are uh, assessing... Can we call it rudeness? We can call it rudeness with that specific kind of lean on it. Yeah. We can always come back to rudeness in another way. But rudeness in that public queue-based setting yeah. is... Uh, I think I think it could get a potentially high score because it's something that is unnecessary mm-hmm. and you should be aware of. And you should be aware of it potentially happening in yourself and happening in other people. Perhaps as a public, we need to be a bit more ready to call out people yeah uh so that service people don't get put in that position so someone barges in the queue say excuse me there is a line Mm -hmm. i'm waiting to i'm only getting one ice cream so Mm. i'm only getting half an ice cream (laughs) (laughs) i'm only getting the cone yeah i'm just here to look i like queuing (laughs) (laughs) are there serial queuers out there who just wait for hours in a queue and get to the front and just say no i actually didn't want anything (laughs) That would be so fun. And excuse me, next person, please. Oh, I'm not getting anything, so you can get in front of yeah, me. Yeah, I was just enjoying. I just wanted to do it so that I could send the next person in even quicker. <laughs> That's my bit for humanity. <laughs> I'm like a happy bookmark Yeah, in, in the page of ten, life. Ten serial cures getting in line. <laughs> like, you can get in front of me. You can get in front of me, too. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think it would be wonderful. You'd make that per that one person's day so much better. I was getting in a line and there was like ten people just letting me in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's rate. Uh rudeness. In line ten. Oof. Don't do it. Just get in line like everybody else and respect their time. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I always like to leave that margin of consideration but i'm going to say nine because i think it's hugely important uh i want to leave that room for error because i think it's always something that we have the capacity to be so i want to remind myself don't do it don't give in to that possibility it's the same thing queuing in a car in a place in a public place you you've had the decision since you woke up that morning not to be that person yeah um so yeah don't be rude. Don't be rude. Please don't be rude. Don't do it. I heard a wonderful thing. Okay, so we've got a good score there. We're off. We're off. We're, off. We're firing. Firing the Fooks. Fook, 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 Fook. Fook, Fook. Fook. In a non-aggressive way. Very yeah. passive yep. sounds here. This is, uh, we're firing out awareness, people. Passive uh, Fooks. 
Passive Fuchs, passive awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep on rolling. Uh, my two topics today, if I stay on plan and do what I intended, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to do a little um, audio-visual interlude that isn't audio, but it is audio. It is audio, it isn't visual, because we're on radio. And this is my daughter this morning talking about what she thought was in- important to talk about from our trip in England. And I asked her, what should I talk about today? And she said uh, East North Castle, because this was a big castle that we went to, but there was a specific reason for this, and I'll see if you can hear it. Because it was beautiful. And... Wizard. Wizard. It's so interesting because it's a real wizard. Really? Now, we went and we met this real wizard man at a big, lovely English place, and uh, she was mystified, and it was very wonderful and very fun for the family. But it relates to a bigger topic, which I would like to present, and... That is the topic of magic. 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 I believe in magic. Yeah. Oh, it's magic. Uh, magic is a funny topic. I think it's something that people... We've talked about a lot of topics that we think that suddenly someone's going to have an image in their head of what it is we're talking about. But when I say magic... I think of a tradition of magic, which is kind of quite related. And I'm I'm bringing up this topic more as a like an information-based thing. And you can chew it over and throw it back at me. Uh, but magic in a kind of a historical sense. Uh, magic related to hermetic magic. Uh, the art of the hidden. And the power in bunny ears that I'm doing here uh, that we all have over ourselves and our daily lives and our surroundings to enact good or enact change uh, on the lives and the world that we live in and that can be on a very small scale or perhaps with training and with investing belief in the things that you hold dear, you can change the things around you by changing yourself. And this goes into the tradition of historical magic via some interesting people. Uh, I'm just going to fire this all out because then people can get... Googling John D. Um, people like John Dee, who was an uh, English magician um, around the time of Elizabeth I. He served the court of Elizabeth I. And he was an author, and he brought up a lot of old texts and transferred knowledge to her. There was a lot of talk about making essential elements, uh, sacred uh, metals and potions. But it also goes back to um, a chap called Giordano Bruno uh, who was an Italian priest 
who had the good fortune to carry a lot of material from the Egyptians and the Hebrews and uh, Kabbalistic kind of traditions. And he sort of lined them all up against one another and said, you know what, we do have the chance as individuals to assess our lives and make some choices and constantly renew our values and there are some tools for that and when I say magic uh, I believe I'm slightly relating to that Um, uh, what we might today perhaps call like a personal psychology Um, what does that sound like to you? do I sound completely nuts? so you mean magic as in magicians or just like magic I think what I want to present is the possibility of magic um, in a more historical sense like can we see the way we go about our daily lives as a bit more of a sacred process that uh, like we've talked about water bottles we've talked about things we care about we talked about the things we eat awareness of where we are and how we're doing things I think there is the possibility to suggest that all of these things are of such importance and like the two Fuchs principle in itself the more we focus in on them and be aware about what we're doing with them the more we give them the chance to help us be the best version of ourselves Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by magic okay it is not tap on a, a tap on a hat and a pigeon flies out. Yeah, uh, and everybody goes ah. Oh, but there's a rabbit in the hat. But it does go back to what my daughter referred to: is seeing a wizard, someone who looks like an other being, and having that sense of possibility and awe and surprise for her that was kind of magic yeah in in no way yeah yeah and i think that is perhaps what i'm what i'm conscious is underestimated in our current way of operating out in public spaces is how much how much we can We've done a fair amount of complaining and pointing at things in two fooks about things that we are worried about. And it seems insurmountable when you look at the ideas of waste or rudeness in public or uh, environmental damage or economic weirdness or things in shops that are just uh, terrible for people to be consuming or buying. The only way, question mark, question mark, to actually enact change on these things is how you are around people in these environments and that is the core of magic is this strange way in which you can present yourself and affect change around you with the words you use and the actions you take these things aren't unrelated they are connected by you 
and the more time and effort you give to curating and correctly and actively using your words and actions, the more you can compose yourself and enact change on the people around. That's what I mean by magic. Um, so I want to suggest that that's... So the magic or the things you do can impact someone else and that is what you mean by magic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying that happens anyway. Yeah. So it's this kind of knock-on awareness like dominoes. It can... If there's so many things we're worried about, we can't start going out and dredging the oceans of pollution. No. But we can try and... Not throw things everywhere. Yeah. And that will be magic. In a way, yes. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. It's basically perhaps related to the movement of mindfulness and the movement of self-awareness about actions of... uh, the awareness of things we've talked about of food culture using only local things using sustainable stuff uh leading a lower emission life i think these things are perhaps related to older traditions that we've had before of trying to enact values in all of what you do that look at the good things you're doing as kind of magic yes And be aware of things that people might be doing which contain deliberately misleading or unhelpful things and trust your judgment on them Um, and use your power to try and identify them. Mm -hmm. If you can, help unknot those bad things or difficult things or challenging things help those people do your magic yeah as far as you can yeah hmm I like the idea thanks you're welcome it's a uh, it's a funny one I mean it's uh, it, there's it's worth flagging up for example someone like Terence McKenna who was a very interesting thinker and writer he spoke mostly about uh Oh, all sorts of stuff through the 60s and 70s and 80s about uh, how to use your thoughts and how um, uh, another one is Alan Watts, an English mystic. I've heard of him. Yeah. And these two both took to task the, I don't know, post-abundance years uh, of the maybe... 50s, 60s, 70s of people falling into place with societies that were trying to regiment themselves and trying to connect with some older traditions and some more esoteric thoughts and say, I mean, what really matters is how you analyse yourself and conduct yourself as an individual as that will have a knock-on effect with the things around you. And uh, when I talk about this idea of magic, I feel it relates to a lot of things that they may be talked about and a lot of things that we do anyway. Um, but maybe just to bring this up to a little summation without going on too long, is uh, in an age of feeling very threatened in our inner space by the tendencies to use social media or having information overload or advertising, things in, things that almost reach our inner, uh, our most inner 
thoughts and tendencies, these inner workings of a more magical way of approaching how we are and what we are as an individual is almost like a last line of defense. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much acting to the contrary, which we've picked up on. We have. News and mobile phones and all the busyness that I want to say it's worth giving a fook about people who throughout the last two, three, five centuries have been working as societies have been building up and going crazy in Roman empires and imperial uh, empires and stuff. There have been consistently people spending time and effort on compiling books and practices not religious orientated in one field, but a, a cumulative, a combined effort across the good work yeah. of people across the world as to how to collect yourself and use yourself wisely whilst you are in this earthly vessel. Yeah. So I'm putting it out there. Magic. 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 Interesting topic. Don't know how to rate it. No. No idea how to rate it. You will probably have to, or we will probably have to rate it as your actions. Look at your actions as kind of magic. I don't know. The. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe we could put it in a more contemporary sense and say the awareness of cause and effect. Yeah. Uh, in your actions and this goes back to your rudeness point Mm -hmm. there is more than enough time to consider the action before it's taken and the magic element in that is choosing what action you will take and asking oneself why and thinking what the knock-on effect of that will be will it put you in your future self in a good place in a place you want to be or will it not? Um, so, yeah, the the cause and effect of our actions um, with magic in brackets. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to put it at I'm going to rate my own suggestion at I'm going to say. What am I going to say? I want to say around 7.5 or 8. Um, because I think if you go too far down the rabbit hole in a daily setting or in an esoteric sense, you'll get lost. It'll, and you'll go it'll, bonkers. It'll be too much. Yeah, and you will go bonkers. Don't get obnoxious about it. Yeah, and the, but the reason I'm suggesting this is because it is, as far as I can see, only really something that gets discussed in feel, in circles of people who know about it. Yeah. My point here is, I think it has a lot more relevance in our daily lives than we realize. Yeah. And if we take a bit of that power back, then I believe we can enact a bit more positive change. Look at the things... Don't look at all the things you're doing, but look at some of the good things you're doing as magic. Yeah. Believe in the power of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a lovely way of saying it. I'm going to put it at eight. Thanks, man. I think that's... I like the idea of 
And that's all it is. Yeah. It is only an idea. It's only about a frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There we go. There we go. A little bit of magic for the world via a podcast. Magic. Magic. You've always... Not always. You've been... <laughs> You've always <laughs> talked way too much. No, that's not what I was going to say. Um, you've opened some of the topics with poems. Mm. Have. You have. <laughs> I have. There's no denying that. And that has obviously impacted my unconscious mind. Mm. So I woke up the other day and I had dreamt something. Mm. And I dreamt I was making a poem. We were talking about something and then it was late at night and I wanted to make a poem, but I couldn't. My my brain was too tired. And then I woke up the next day. This is all in my dream. Mm. And I was flying, by the way. This is an awkward dream. Magic. Magic. And then I woke up the other day, or the next day, and I was flying. I was on a mountain. And as I was flying down towards you, I'm like, oh, I got this poem. And this poem will be... Very suitable for this episode. I've almost got goosebumps. Yeah. This is like Genesis this is... moment. <laughs> so, for the first time, I've, I've never written a poem before. And I did. this is all from my dream. I would just woke up and I'm like, hmm, interesting. So, <clears throat> I decided to call this Words. Are you ready? I'm ready. Words. Letters put together in random combinations. A few can mean so much. Many can mean so little. Words. <laughs> I, I, I do have goose pimples. Wasn't that strange? D- how how relevant that is to what we've just been talking about is unbelievable mm-hmm. as well. It is. Because that is you in your waking life trusting your subconscious life mm-hmm. and also being able to see it so clearly that it guided you through actions that you were aware of through to the act of putting words down about... It felt it felt really doing. weird. What the like the the whole the dream yeah. and just <laughs> flying I'm, around making I mean, that's You've taken a big step to do that, and I and I'm grateful that you've done that. It's and uh, you've shown some real kind of humility in trusting that process. Uh, I think that's remarkable. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel that having happened? It felt kind of cool. Mm. I don't know if cool is the right word, but it felt interesting. Mm. How how would you like to use this beautiful story and poem to lead into... This is... Oh, the poem stands for itself. Yeah. It's it's like the ending of this episode. It will be a good 
end point. So beautiful, man. Yeah. And also the way you described it, um, this also relates to some of the things that we've talked about today to do with the the symbolism and the meaning of a lot of what we interact with and of course we're all familiar with trees or flight or mountains these things mean things to us but it's how we combine them and use them Um, and that's the same with words and that's the same with letters and to acknowledge the importance and the power of those symbols is kind of what we we've been talking about the fact that you had that experience which basically acts as a description of the process is quite remarkable yeah wow so as we were going on this episode this poem just sums this episode up and it always would have yeah beautiful so I think we're just going to leave it with that. Yeah. Remarkable. Thank you, Marius. Thank you, Al. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Two Fooks. Uh, it was a joy getting back together. Yeah. Talking, rambling. And we hope that it has, for anybody listening along, been uh, an enjoyable way to meander through some words and some ideas. Words. Words. It's uh, we're challenging ourselves and in a positive sense, and we want to do that for you guys too. So we want our words to be your magic. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to uh, uh, stop you from sending your words to us in an either. email. So your words can be our magic. Mm-hmm. So in uh, email f- uh, at uh, info info at, at two fooks. Dot com. Dot com. Or the Instagram at Two Fooks or at Facebook at Two Fooks with three O's. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, yeah, we, we'll see. We've got some nice comments on the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already having change enacted upon us by people being positive and we'll keep doing it the other way around and we will trust the process. We will. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ooh.